Welcome to your favorite time of the week. It's Mark. And Marco. Bringing you the podcast that brings positivity to your day. So let's sit and relax. Let's talk. You know what, Marco? So why don't we do just that right there? Hello, everyone. Good morning on this uh, beautiful Monday morning. Uh, I know, and I'm sorry. You know what? Our, our podcast did not go on last Thursday as we always do. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but you know more, what? But- Thank you so much for, for listening and for tuning in this beautiful morning of July 18th as we're heading into a little bit deeper into the summer. Marco, how are you doing, sir? What's going on? But how are you? How have you been? Man, it is a hot, hot week, man. This whole whole weekend, I was, I don't know, man. I, I just kept sitting down and relaxing for sure. I was inside the whole day. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I didn't even have the kids this weekend. They were off with their in-laws, man. Nice. I just, that's self-charge, man. It was, it was amazing. What about yourself, Mark? Definitely, yeah, and for myself as well. Uh, yes, trying to, you know, because uh, sometimes my my little ones get a little uh, anxious because they're all cooped up in here and everything. So you know, just trying our best to take them out and to make sure they don't pass out. You know, just kind of keep them hydrated and just kind of doing stuff. You know, uh, family stuff. And God, you know, kind of have the opportunity, you know, to spend time with them. And yeah, pretty much just grateful, uh, spending time with the family and just uh, rejoicing in this beautiful life we have, you know. So, Marco, tell me, my guy, who do we have today with us? Do we have somebody with us? I don't know. How's it? How's the schedule today? Mark, we actually have a very special guest with us today. Um, She comes all the way from my own practicum site. Yes. you know, San Bernardino County Preschool Services. Yes. Uh, we have with us Elisa Hodges. Elisa Hodges. Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, sorry. That was I, cute. Elisa, what's up? Yeah. How are you doing today? I... I'm doing good. There has been little today since it's relatively early, but you know, hour at a t- or minute at a time. You know what I'm saying? That that is awesome. That's amazing. And, and listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna personally just throw the first <laughs> one out there, Elisa. Since we've been here on the on the cohort and we've been taking classes, like Elisa was one of like the 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 people that I've kind of gotten kind of close to and that kind of we've worked with. Uh, and it's pretty interesting because uh, I don't know. I I, I don't want to just say it, but Elisa sometimes is, is a little quiet. You know, she's a little she's, she's a little introverted. Maybe a little, right? Right? What do you think, Mark? A little? Yeah. I I definitely think she's she's definitely a little quiet, a little introverted. So it's it's a pleasure to have her on the the podcast and try to get her out of her shell a little bit today. It is, and uh, kind of like when I told her, I was like, Lisa, so what do you think, you know, because, you know, she she listens to us, and she says, man, you guys are doing such a great job. It is so awesome, you know, like, she she compliments our show all the time, and I'm like, Lisa, so what do you think? How about, how about someday, like, you, you join us, and she paused for a second, and she was like, she stared at me, she was like, huh. she thought about it, and then <laughs> next thing you know, she's like, okay, and I'm like, hold on, what, 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 for real? She's like, yeah, I'm like, really? Yeah. Let's do it. I'm like, okay, awesome. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, man. With with that said, Lisa, so Mm -hmm. tell us, tell the audience, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
uh, how was it? Uh, what brought you into the, the program? What brought you into uh, counseling psychology? Tell us a little bit more about your, you know, a little, a little bit about your, your background. Okay, I'll, I'll try to humbly brag here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I did my undergrad at Grand Canyon University, Phoenix, Arizona. I went in doing pre-med after the hmm. first semester. Um, you know, the, like after the first semester, you start having your core classes where it's more um, about your actual major. And then I had my first biology class and I was like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> anything. So I like called my super, my... Um, you know, the advisor and I switched and I said to behavioral health science and then, you know, graduated with that and then started the program with CBU for counseling psychology. I originally wanted to do veterans because of my grandfather, but I switched it um, to like children. That's the population I was choosing. I always wanted to be in counseling, but mm-hmm. I switched mm-hmm. the population just because I see the impact of childhood you know childhood trauma and all those things run they run run very deep like those follow you for the rest of your life so I wanted to be a part of the change that influences that and affects that in a positive way Um, because kids know and perceive more than we give them credit than we give them credit for so Mm. yeah you know and then I think that's an admirable goal just to want to work with the children and start from the ground up. And, and I'm assuming, you know, hopefully by helping the children, you're also planning on helping the families as well. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because, you know, kids are always the identified patient. And mm-hmm. I think you're hoping because you, you only need one person to cause a chain reaction within a family. Right. Like mm-hmm. one person. And I think it sucks that it's always the kid that has to do that or it's, typical for the kid to have to do that to feel responsible for being the change um within the family but yeah that is like a great in into a family to change the dynamic to change you know the 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 bad patterns that are going have been going on for generations and trying to get in there and um, change that into something positive so that, you know, the child can have a chance at having um, those positive influences within their own life with the role models and those coping skills like we've always learned. Yes, and I think that's so amazing because, I mean, even for us, like, as adults, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak for myself that, you know, kind of like we talk about those generational patterns, right? We talk about those things that we carry on that kind of like, you know, are just are just there lingering. And, and sometimes we're we're aware of them, but we acknowledge them, but they they always still come out somehow, some way. Right. You just remember, you say, oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that again. OK, so and that's for us. Right. <clears throat> As adults and at this point. But with that mindset of thinking about like, OK, you know what, let me I want to work with these children because that's like the base of like their their mindset. Right. That's the base of where everything kind of goes from as they grow older you know and and that's that's amazing you know to be able to uh look at that and and um go at it in a way of like you know what i want to be able to provide some type of help a change in patterns that might you know kind of develop into something else one day into good ones so i think that's a very good very good point Uh, yeah yeah, thank you you know i i don't i'm I'm just going to kind of jump off a little tangent here. You know, 
I heard you talk about GCU, and I was like, hey, that's where I was going to go to grad school at. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I got my undergrad at Arizona State, and I was living in Arizona. I was like, hey, you know, why don't I just do my grad school at GCU since they had such a, a well-known program for mental health counseling there. And, uh, you know, I obviously didn't work out. I'm at CBU, but that was like one of my first choices before I decided to um, move back to California. Wow. What a small world, right? Oh, that's, that, that's really interesting. Okay. You, you said you went to um, Arizona State? Yeah. Oh, okay. I know like ASU and stuff. That I mean, Those were the rivals or whatever. Oh, yeah. That's why I went to ASU. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And okay. So <clears throat> something I want to bring up and, and I want to just say it because it, it's amazing. Um, what, what week are, I forgot what week are we in now? We're like in week of this podcast. We're in week. Um, this is week eight. This is episode eight, man. Week eight, episode eight. So, I mean, one thing I want to say is that what, what we are talking about and like the things that, that are, that are, you know, coming out of these amazing speakers that whoever's listening to, right. It's kind of like, I just want to give a shout out and I just want to say uh, thank you to everyone that's listening, right? And we'll, we'll give just a little bit of, of, of a background of like who's listening. So most of our audience, of course, is in the United States, but we also have audience that's actually from, from around the world. And I just want to take the time right now just to, to acknowledge it and say, hey, thank you so much for, for listening. We have uh, Germany. Uh, Germany's listening. We have Bulgaria. Bulgaria is listening to us. Thank you so much. Japan is listening. Um, India. India is listening. Canada is listening to us. Mexico is listening to us. And the United Kingdom is listening to us. So whoever it is out there that's <clears throat> listening, thank you so much. I uh, really yes. appreciate you, know, you yes. tuning in to this and, and however this is helping you. Uh, that is amazing. That is awesome. Let God be the guide and to be able to give you anything that's helping you even in one little bit. Right, Marco? Yes. Yes. And, and I... It's an amazing, amazing experience to be able to have that, to be able to kind of see that you know kind of like when when we're working and and we're like okay you know what this podcast is just for us elisa right this podcast is just for us to like you know just kind of you know let's have some fun let's let's do something interesting let's do something creative and for it to be reaching like those platforms like out there it's just like it's amazing you know so um definitely uh elisa um you know mm -hmm people are, are listening and people are learning, you know, we're learning from each other. And I just think that was just something I just really wanted to bring up uh, and just kind of put out there that I think, I think that's pretty cool. What do you, what do you think? Alisa? Yeah, I think that's, that's really cool, especially for, um, you know, places mm -hmm. who don't know what therapy is or it's not very common for them to get an insight into that. And also wonder if it, how it translates into their language I think that would be interesting to like know something like that. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure they probably have like the. I just started using the the translate uh, uh the translate app on my phone that, that that's mm -hmm. there that I've never touched before. But literally like three four days ago, I barely started using. It. I was like, oh my god, this is so cool! You just gotta speak into it, and that thing just talks like just translate automatically to whatever language you pick. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. 
Uh, and and yeah, like like you said, Elisa, this is something sometimes that for many, uh, you know, like it's something new, right? It's something hmm, this is interesting, right? What we're talking about uh, counseling, and we're talking about therapy, but we're talking about psychology. We're talking about like how the mind works, right? How behavior patterns go, um, how things work, right? So so far, uh, Elisa, like, what do you think? Like, um, uh, I know we've talked about it, you know, you've, you've had a couple of, of, uh, clients and stuff, but what is something that you've picked up already that, that you didn't have before that you like, now that we're like on, on, you know, like as, as, uh, as, uh, marriage family therapist trainees, right now as trainees, now as clinicians out there doing this stuff, what is something new that, that you've seen or that you've experienced that you're like, Oh, interesting. I think the biggest thing is how important rapport is and how it really dictates therapy. Yes. Um, that's really, I had just to like give a little comparison of, I had two clients still have them. Um, and I had been talking to one for a good while doing the intake and getting information, you know, uh, paperwork signed and stuff like that. And she was the first one I had. So I didn't, so that took a little while, but the second uh -huh. one, it was pretty quick, but with the first one, I had a lot of conversations with, with her session, it flowed so easily. It felt like it was very, very easy to talk to her because I had already known a good amount about her. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. definitely a game changer, huh? <laughs> oh, definitely. It really <laughs> does. And makes you relax a little bit more because you feel like you've built something with that person. So you're not so like, you have that confidence, you know, that everybody talks about, you have confidence. And that building, having that rapport in your pocket really, really does help build that confidence. Yes, and for those Definitely. who are listening and don't understand, a rapport is pretty much like the relationship, kind of like the 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 chemical balance between two people, you know, kind of like uh, how <clears throat> how you come off as and how they take you, uh, you know, how they see you, you know. It's the establishment of trust. Uh huh. I yes. mean, I feel like that's the easiest way to explain it, Mark. Mm hmm. I agree. There you go. Establishment of trust much better. Mark, you see, that's why we work together, man. Because, you know, there's always something I, I, where I'm going to get a little I, stuck in it. If you do it. You I do translate it. those Markisms, bro. That's what I do. It's my job that's now. Like, hey, I got something in mind that I heard. But before we go, Marco, I know you got caught off a little bit. But what, where you were going, I know you were going with something strong. Because I was feeling the power. I was feeling it. Uh, uh, you want to wanna go off on where you, where you left off? Honestly, man, I was enjoying the conversation so much, I completely forgot where I left off. I know I was just thanking people. I was thanking for everybody for joining us and listening, regardless of what um, what language you speak, what area of the world you're from. I just, I think it's so amazing that people are, are here and they're, you know, they're here for us. Yes. Uh, obviously, obviously they're here for, for, you know, your voice, Mark. They're here to listen to you. And for me to translate what you're saying, you know. <laughs> of course, you know, <clears throat> my little bit of a raspy voice and then your radio voice, but it's like we yeah. blend in. It's good. <laughs> like we're good. We're good. Some of my jokes might be funny sometimes, sometimes they're not. But you come yeah. in and you know I still laugh. Of, yeah, no, thank you. That's what encourages everybody, I guess, to laugh a little <laughs> bit still too, right? And you oh, yeah, man. come in there and put that little salt. Come put that little salt on top, you know, with that little fancy that little definitely, fancy maneuver. Definitely. So you so know, Mark in it. And yeah, before we move on, hold on. I, I wanna, I so wanna. Why are you interrupting? Why are you interrupting? Because, because, go for yes. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you the same question you just asked Elisa, man. What have you learned? <laughs> the audience also. What have you learned, man? I love it. You know what? I, I'm and I'm gonna and I'm gonna 
tie this back in to what I wanted to talk to Lisa about mm-hmm. and, and you as well is that when she talks about rapport, rapport. Oh my God, rapport. Right again. What was the what was the correct definition again? It was the. It's building trust, man. Building and establishing trust. Building trust and establishing trust. So, um, as far as as that, what I've seen for myself thus far in my in my journey as a, as a therapist, as a clinical trainee, right? Um, as a clinician, it's just like yes, Elisa, um, I'm I'm with you. It's like that's what it's all about. It's all about the rapport. It, it, it's not necessarily all about like what you know or what you could say or how fancy or how whatever your style is. It's not just about that. It's about how does the client, how does the the kid or the adult or the couple or whoever it is that you're you're doing the treatment with, how do they see you? right? It's the perception that they have of you. And when, for me, like something that I, I carried on from my, um, from my ABA as a, as a behavior interventionist, right? That's my, that's my side job, which I, I still work full time, right? But that's my, it's my I, I, with working with kids with disabilities, right? Kids and adults with disabilities. And the biggest part that I've taken into now this side of the profession right into now the counseling psychology into like counseling therapy is again it's all about the rapport after you have built a rapport then it could be you could do hit or miss you could do all this stuff but it doesn't matter because you've already established that concrete relationship where you have a rapport and you continue to build it it's a relationship you know, with the client, it, it's a relationship, just like every relationship that we talk about, right? We could talk about friendship. We talk about, you know, romantic relationship. We talk about bromances, right? Bromantic relationships. Romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like you were just reading my mind because that's the point I was going to bring up right now yeah. was that it's like you start off as strangers and now you're <laughs> establishing this relationship that you, you want that you have to continue going. It's like growing a friendship, growing a bromance. Growing a romantic relationship, it's that's all building rapport. Elisa, so for for guys, right? It's a bromance. For 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 women, what's what's it called? The way women develop a romance between women, like friends. What is that called? Uh, a synced menstrual cycle. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's called. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't know if there's a. I don't know. Wait, maybe you should start it then. It? What would you call it? What would you call it? For guys, we're like bros. We say, hey, bro, like, let's, let's have a bromance, right? For what? What do you think? So, for, so for women, like, what do you think? What would you suggest? What would you suggest to the audience that we should start calling that? Book club. I don't know. <laughs> a book club? Yeah, because that's usually like where if you want to do like in TV and stuff, you want to do book club where it's usually like a bunch of women, a bunch of moms. And they're they're gonna read a book, but they actually just gossip about like the other. <laughs> <laughs> they just gossip about things. So I think that that would be like a funny thing. The book club is like code. Okay, that's <laughs> okay, the code. Okay. okay. Book club. Or girl okay. talk. I guess girl talk would would go more in line with that. You know, if like I don't know. I think there's like a there's like a thing where you give each other a look, and then like the other there's just like 
I think it's more about body language than it is about anything else. Huh. You can tell when somebody is being uncomfortable or anything. Yes. And I think it's, we're very in tune with our own bodies. And I think it goes the other way where we're, we're very perceptive of each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that, that goes along with like looking out for each other and being on each other's side, you know. So yeah, I guess it's like girl talk and um, in, in a romantic way, I, I don't know, like a sleepover. That's usually where the where, where the, <laughs> the gossip goes. And, you know, interesting. We're getting such <laughs> deep insight right now. This is awesome. Okay. <laughs> Please tell oh, us more. Tell, tell me more. <laughs> Please tell me more. <laughs> I think there's also like a thing with the women that also a bad thing where um, you talk bad about each other just because it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think <laughs> you think it's kind of like fun. Women are mean. <laughs> we're really mean to each other because like we're more like emotional right i think i think women are more emotional i think that goes back to the menstrual cycle <laughs> but <laughs> but i think we we tend to do that you know mm. like a guy and there's like two like you and your friend and you both have a crush on a guy and it's you two fighting and you know picking on each other even if the guy is doing it on purpose like trying to do this thing just to you know piss you off or whatever it's it's that and instead of sticking together and being like no if we if both of us can't have our way then then what's the point of all this so i think we get Mm -hmm. stuck in the drama a lot and i think that ruins friendships so wow i think sticking together is really strong that is very insightful actually i think i would put a pin on that one that's very insightful um yeah, thank you so much for 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 sharing that. Um, and and with that, you know, kind of like now getting that perspective and getting that aspect right from, from a woman's perspective, from coming from a woman, and we take that back into looking at like right the building the relationship. I think like a lot of what I heard, I think that's a lot of what occurs like within even relationships sometimes with clients. Um, how do you guys feel about that? I was waiting to see how you transitioned that whole segment into the into back into the talk, man. You like that's it. all I was waiting for. I wanted to good? hear it. I want. Was it was it approved? <laughs> I, I approve. I approve, man. I, okay. I think it was di- different, but uh, uh, like you said, how do you how do you understand that relationship and turn it into, or understand those those dynamics of the relationship and turn it into a decent relationship with your client? I think it's all like um. <clears throat> Elisa kind of touched on was watching the body language, learning to read people by, you know, facial expressions and the way that they sit and how they're <clears throat> positioned. Um, and, and, you know, without going into too much detail, I think that's why I kind of asked that question in pre-practicum on Friday was just basically uh, one of our, one of our colleagues shared a, a, a case and, I, and my question was, you know, how are they sitting next to each other? The mom and the daughter, how are they sitting? Yeah. Were they facing each other? Were they facing away? Was one looking to the other and the other one was looking away? You know, I think understanding that can give you a big um, insight into where your relationship is with that client. Mm-hmm. Yes, their 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 demeanor, how they're listening, how they're and those are all things that uh, we have to stay very 
aware of that we have to be mm-hmm. perceptive of like in the back of our heads like we have to have those things because i think that really ties into what the the topic of, of today is right staying organized and i think that is something that can definitely help as a as a therapist right as a clinician to be able to carry out you know kind of like okay what you're hearing right what you're perceiving what you're feeling and okay i i, I could i should do this oh that's a point okay i should go in this direction everything but Staying organized means at least, you know, well, for myself, I'm not going to lie. I can't remember everything. So at least I'll just write down one word just to remind me of that. Like, okay, boom, here. And that's how I, I that's how I stay organized. Try to do my best. <laughs> not the best, but, you know, it works to, to a point, you know, it, it works. But, you know, just to be able to kind of like have that already, like, you know, okay, so I've gotten this far. This is where it's at. Okay, now this is where I'm going to work at on the next, on the next uh, session. I'm going to mm-hmm. touch this a little bit, right? What we talked about that brought us really close and then go off and use that as the, as the starter for the next session. You know, I, that's how I see part of like uh, for organization for, for myself. Yeah, man, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a strong point. Like you pointed out, you know, that that's what works for you. You know, other people have, you know, and other, other clinicians, other individuals have different ways to, um, to stay organized, but like you said, that's what works for you. And finding out what works for you is going to be the most effective way to stay organized. Because I'll tell you, I am completely unorganized, man. <laughs> I am so unorganized that, like, I am, and I'm not going to lie, I'm literally like two weeks behind on my files because I haven't organized anything. I have all my notes and everything, but man, I got to catch up for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it happens. It's so easy to happen. What do you think, Elisa? It's so easy for that to happen, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely, I think because our head is, like, in one place sometimes, and, you know, you're so focused on one thing that you don't really think about the others, <laughs> or, you know, you guys have busy busy lives. I mean, not only do you go to school, but you have families that you have to take care of, and, you know, kids that you need to give that attention to. So it's hard to be, like, in the middle of, you know, and playing with your kids and then all of a sudden I need to organize my files. I'm going to go do that. It's hard to kind of get in that, get in that mindset of putting that in the forefront of your mind to put it on the docket. And um, yeah. So I think for me, it's, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm very organized person, but I think too much organization can mean. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I can, it could be on the other side where it's like a little too, too organized where it's chaotic. And yeah, I think in where, where I can not get you in the best place is being too organized with sessions, having this plan of like all these things that you want to hit and coping skills. And um, we're going to talk about this, this, and this, if you have this plan, then that means the session's not going to feel organic. I mean, this, the, the, it's it's going to feel like you're reading off a checklist to mm-hmm. to the client and it's not feeling it's like like again that relationship it isn't there's no there's not much of a connection you're so much in your head of making sure that you're checking off all these things because that was your plan i don't know because you have a goal of learning about their family trauma or something like that then if or you're diving too deep where it's to a point where it's uncomfortable for them you don't want to force that there's a lot of forcing it and just having like a few things that you want to hit because you've talked about it in the previous sessions that's that's more than okay but being you know 
chew on the tea of the of a list of things that you want to do that's it can be toxic in the relationship and you know maybe they don't feel comfortable with it and they're not the type of person to say it where I mean what are you even supposed to say as a client like this feels forced you can't really say that so you can just go along with it like they're they, they they're in a you're in a position of power because you're the therapist so they probably don't feel comfortable even to voice that wow yeah and I, i'm i'm so glad that you brought that up the whole like being too organized in a session can be so detrimental to the relationship you're building mm-hmm. um and like for myself i i feel like i i learned that day one like <laughs> Day one, my very first, you know, uh, new client that I had to do my assessment for, my plan was like, I had this whole plan and, you know, I was organized. We're going to talk about this part of the assessment, this, 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 this. And it just blew up in my face. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it went so, so away from my plan that I didn't know what to do and how to react. So I I can definitely see the the detriment there in establishing that relationship. And I think going forward, like my plan has changed. Like I know... I have like two things that I, that I know I'm going to touch, I'm going to touch on um, throughout the, the session, no matter where it goes. Like the first thing is a check-in to see how they've been doing for the week. And then mm. um, just at the end, giving whatever homework I want to do or, or whatever interventions I want to give them. Um, and then the rest just go organic because like you said, that, that scripted and, and feeling of the therapist being in power is not what we want. It's uh-huh. more of, being that guide for the the client, you know, being the the person walking along the their journey with them, and just giving them little pushes and nudges to to find where they need to go. Yeah, and you two have touched such great points, and I think that's it's another one that I want to kind of <clears throat> chime in on on like organization can be sometimes a little too much or a little actually contrary to what you would think that would do and, and i think that's something that you know it's, it's interesting because you know you would think kind of like a, as organization being such like a, a a somewhat of a primary factor for our for our uh success and for our um for us being able to stay sane somewhat you know in school right in this uh uh, in, in this grad program, you know, we do need a little bit of organization because if you don't, I mean, it's just all over the place, right? It's un- uncontrollable sometimes at points. And then, you know, you want to carry that on and take that on now to your profession and you say, okay, well, if I just stay organized, I mean, if I just keep it boom, 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 like everything. And and that point that you two are bringing up that, um, and Lisa, you said that sometimes that actually is detrimental actually to, to, to your to your profession and to like how you carry out your your sessions and like what you do and uh marco you said um it's beautiful you said organic right with the difference between organized and organic right and from what i heard and and i felt from listening to that is like there has to be a, a middle ground right there has to be a middle point between the organization and the organic where you have to be able to let go of the organization and allow the organic to happen but still have enough organization there to still be able to reel it back in and still keep it professional and and kind of running through that's kind of like what played in my head yeah man uh 
I'm sorry. I, I'm laughing because I don't know if you felt this way, Elisa, right now, because I literally just felt like I, I was just in, like, you know, couples counseling with Mark, and he's like, this is what I heard from you, and this is what I heard from you, and this is what, what it brings to my forefront. Like, <laughs> I, it's just my natural, it's just my natural, I don't know, it's just, it's just I, my natural way. So, like, I was, I, like I was saying, <clears throat> like I, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I just like I felt like you were practicing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my way of life, sir. You know, <laughs> that's it. That's it. So what I hear, what I hear, Marco, is that you're telling me that you know I, I repeat the same thing that I do, like when I'm in session. And I'm man, saying, you are getting so you? good at paraphrasing. <laughs> I love it. Paraphrasing like a champ, man. Oh man, oh man, that's crazy. Um, Go for it. Yeah. No, I'm just I, that's just stuff that came to my mind while you were talking to me and I'm like, yeah. He's doing his best. Like what I hear is that you're saying this, this, and this. And, and what I'm getting from both of you is that you know it's such a beautiful thing. It's such a it's just amazing just to hear you in, in practice. Like I, I kind of want to go to an actual session with you and just sit there and and shadow, man. Oh my god. Listen, okay, quick, quick truth, right? A little side note. I did not know. Okay, till till like about a couple of days ago when I had to kind of dig in a little deeper on one of my supervisions and we had a group supervision and I shared something. Oh, I'll share a couple of things. And then I was just kind of like going around. And I'm like, you know what? That's so crazy. I have been doing this for a minute. Like this is actually part of like who I am. And and now, of course, now that I'm going to share it, now everybody's going to know. So it's cool. And I'm not going to change it because that's just what I do. It's my life. It's who I am. Cool. But I practice narrative therapy like nonstop. Like that's that's why I'm so positive. That's why I'm so like, you know, like I like to be so positive and that's why I'm so happy and everything because I literally like live in narrative therapy. That's that's just who I am. <laughs> so it's safe to say that your modality going forward it's gonna be narrative therapy. That's 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 what I've been doing like for a big portion of my life, and that's the way I hey. personally see life, you know. So, hey, man. so that modality is like that's my that's if, my name, that's my first name right there. You can identify with it, man. Roll with it. <laughs> of course, I, I use it with uh, along with CBT, but you know, but that's just that's just my style, you know. That's just mm -hmm. that's just what I have because of who I am and like the, you know, kind of because of these dimples, you know I mean? They sell something, you know what I'm saying? So, so, you know, this is what I use and, and it works. So that's, that's me. But anyways, enough about me, Marco, take it. Enough about you, man. You could talk about yourself for days, dude. We all know it and you love it. You love it. It's okay. I will have to say over the last, Eight weeks that we've been doing this podcast, though, Mark, you have been doing so good at not feeling the silence. I just wanted to put that out there. I, I we're, we're working on it. It's a it's a it's a work in progress, and it's going. It's getting there. You know, it's getting. Yes, there. you are getting there, man. Getting there. I think I marked the last time the moment of silence and session that I had was about ten seconds. So that's good. That's that's whoa. That's a big one. For yeah. Me. Just there. Just. <laughs> Quiet, just looking at each other, just quiet. Oh just, God, nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing. Just controlling myself, like Mark, don't say anything. Remember, <laughs> silence. Remember, all, all your you're, you're breaking that inner silence, man. You're like, don't say nothing, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> your, oh, I love it, man. I love clenching. it. <laughs> I, I start uh, moving my toes so they can't see me. My toes. I can't. Yeah. I don't move my fingers. I don't show anything but my toes. My toes are moving. They're wiggling. <laughs> like, stop it. Don't do it. Oh, that's great. Um, 
so I know we're getting to the end of our uh, our, our recording here we're pretty soon. Um, Elisa, I just want to ask you because I know you're towards the end of the program. What is something you wish you would have known at the beginning that you know now? Um, practice is much better. Like, just putting it into like practicum is very intimidating when you start when you hear I, I don't know other people in your class who are more ahead and they're like, oh, I started practicum. Look at practicum sites. That was very. And mm-hmm. just, you know, approaching it and then you're like, you're worried, am I going to get a site and I'm going to have to deal with actual clients and all of a sudden that, that built up anxiety and pressure that you put on yourself. It's, it's not as bad as you think you thought it was because it's more practical than, you know, you're, you're learning about these things. You're yeah. preparing yourself for these things and no amount, no amount of preparation is going to fully prepare you for dealing with real life clients, real life problems, issues, illnesses, all these things. So just like taking a deep breath and understanding that it's not gonna be easy, but what good thing, what good thing is ever easy, you know? Mm. And I think that's really important, like not putting too much pressure on yourself, but just going with it. And I'm not a going, like I'm organized, I plan things. I'm not a go with it kind of person. I need to know, <laughs> you know, how, how things plan out. And just the unpredictability of not only not knowing which site you're going to get because you're frantically interviewing, but the population, you want to serve the population that, that you have been planning to serve and you're hoping that you're able to get a site that, that serves those, those people. Mm-hmm. And even though it would be good practice, you know, I mean, for us it is because I want to work with kids, but we get that experience with um, with adults and teens and stuff like that. So I think we get a pretty broad range, but mostly focused in preschoolers and little kids. And we were blessed with that. But there's, you know, people who are serving populations that aren't the ones that they plan on, but it maybe changes their course or confirms that, you know, there's, there's a lot of answer. There's a lot of questions being answered throughout the process that you have no idea that are actually being answered. Yes. Wow. <clears throat> wow, that was Ooh. That's heavy. That's heavy. I love it. Whew. You know, I try, I try, I try. <laughs> I mean how humble. How humble. All right. <laughs> the humility is just amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I, I love that part that you just touched on right now and that last little bit that there are questions that are being answered that we have no idea that we were asking. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that. That was just like, well, there's my drop of wisdom for the day. I don't need no more. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> yes. Like those questions that we have in our subconsciousness, right. That, that we, you know, I guess at one point we did have them in the, in the, in, in the top of our minds, but then they just kind of fell behind, but they're there. And then they, sometimes they just get answered like that. Like, Oh, Ooh. Okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, Lisa, what I heard was that you wish you would have. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I had to. Um, no, what, 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 <laughs> listening to you, and I just want to kind of rephrase that because I, I feel like it was the same thing that I wish I would have known as well was that practicum is not as intimidating and scary as it is when you're, you know, you're one, one month into the, um, the program and they're already talking about oh yeah by the end of this the the program you need to go through and have 400 hours of you know direct counseling with somebody at a practicum site 
it, it's really not as intimidating as it sounds, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like once you get in, once you get your, your, as they say, your feet wet. And once you start mm-hmm. getting like the, like the hang of it, right. Like the handle of it, like, you know what, like maybe the first couple sessions, yes, it is intimidating. It is mm-hmm. you know, like, what do I do? What? But then like, after that, you would, you start feeling that like sense of comfort, not only yourself, because you know, your capabilities, you know, you've reached this point for a reason. God has placed you at this place at this point for a reason. Right. So you start beginning to develop that like confidence in yourself. Right. And then once you establish that, once you have that confidence and once you have like, you know what, um, especially I might not have all the answers, but yeah, I'm just a facilitator. I'm facilitating to help you, find the answers along with me because that's what we're doing we're not we're not <clears throat> we're not giving the answers we're not giving the solutions we are just conducting we are we are facilitating for together to be able to find the answer that you're looking for yes and, and yeah. I, I think going off of that with you know like the pressures of like the things you hear about from you know other practices at the beginning of the program when they more towards the end is like therapy i had never of like personal therapy i've never gone to personal like regular you know therapy or anything like that and you think that because we're therapists we'd want to do that but i think it's something that we don't we don't want to be in the hot seat we don't want to be you know because we we learned all these things and you don't want to be vulnerable in that way and I think the point of us being therapists is giving people that place of wanting to be vulnerable and that's scary for us being open because we're not used to opening up to you know to our clients of course not because I mean other than you know to to help build that rapport and everything but there's a lot of things good things that come with that personal therapy with that therapy it's you learn a lot of the techniques that you want to use for your clients by your therapist of how you're asking them how do i do this they don't give you an answer of how to do it because they're not supposed to they flip it back on you how do you think you should do it how how do you think how do you perceive it's putting it back on you because we have to learn those skills as well and you know going to our therapist to because they're the only ones really who are far ahead in their careers where we can ask them questions of like I haven't been feeling very good about this, about this one client. I don't really know what to do. Like they give us a lot of really good advice and a lot of skills that otherwise I wouldn't get, or it would take me longer to get if I wasn't in therapy. Yes. And yes, folks, you heard that right. As a therapist (laughs) trainee, we have therapy. We have our own therapist. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, before Marco, I, I, I hand it over to you to close it out, my bro. I just want to say to everybody, we have had a little bit of a change in our, our recording and our airing, which we've been doing on Thursdays uh, every week. Um, last Thursday, obviously, we didn't have one. We didn't do one. We are switching now to Mondays. So now Mondays is going to be now our air days, our recording and air days. So just a little bit of a switch so we can start the week now with this podcast and, you know, just kind of push us through the week to the next week. So just want to let everybody know that we've just switched to Mondays now. And uh, Marco. Yeah. Like Mark said, you know, don't worry. This this podcast isn't going anywhere. I know how much you, you look forward to it every week. Um, we'll be just releasing on Mondays, recording on Mondays, so that you can start your, your wonderful, amazing week with our wonderful, amazing voices. 
Uh, uh, but you know, thank you for everybody listening. Thank you for coming in, for sitting down, relaxing, and just letting us talk. Beautiful. Thank you, Elisa, and everyone. Have a great, amazing week. Goodbye. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts of this podcast are their own and not necessarily representative of any therapeutic interventions or clinical expertise. The conversations that follow are real and unscripted. The views expressed by the guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply any endorsement of them.